on this episode, I'm going to be talking to Sean Deke. And um, this is this is this is one of my I don't know how to classify it, but this is a senior back in high school for me. Um, and I've seen him do great things. I've seen the way he pivots and he's achieving a lot of stuff. His interest has definitely um, changed from time to time over the years. And I just feel like it's very interesting for what he's currently actually doing right now. Um, Sean has been a, a producer. Um, he's been a footballer in school. He's been a ladies man in school too. I used to always dislike this guy because man, juniors, seniors, everybody wanted a piece of Sean, but your boy was lacking a little bit <laughs> at play. But um, he's a really cool guy and I've seen a lot of things that he's achieving right now. So I decided, you know what, why not just invite him on the podcast, of course, speak to my guy and um, see what we can vibe out to. Let him just tell his story, um, why he really got into music production, if that's something that he's always wanted to do. Um, yeah, this is back virtual. So let's see how this thing goes. You get me? So catch you guys on the main screen. So introduce yourself. Tell the people about you, where you are, what you do, everything. Let, let yeah, us know you. Um, like Femi said, uh, we went to secondary school together. Um, actually, secondary school I went to was from like um, my last three years of secondary school. And like Femi was like one, one year under me. So um, um, anyways, uh, my name is Sean. Um, I'm currently a product manager. I work at Expedia Group, the travel company. That's what I do full time. Um, um, I also uh, produce music um, on the side. I, I like music, so you know, love music so much. I had to make it. So um, I, I I produce music nice. on the side. Um, have a few um, two startups that I, I've worked on or two startups I'm actively working on. Um, one of them has already launched uh, the first product. The other one is about to. So um, I guess I covered like the most important things about myself, but yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome, man. Um, I mean, right from high school, your, I won't say your interest, but I know you were really into yeah, soccer, right. like crazy, <laughs> like really crazy. So, I mean, what happened to that interest? Is that something you still still do over here? Or is that something kind of like just tucked away? Because I know you really wanted to go into it like seriously, seriously. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I feel like everybody had those dreams. So. Um, personally, I I thought I was good enough to like, you know, play properly soccer, like to play soccer um, professionally. That's what I thought. Maybe I was, um, maybe I needed like a little bit of a reality check. Um, but I came to the U.S. in 2016. I graduated high school in 2015. Um, unfortunately for me, the school that I went to, the college that I went to, didn't have a men's soccer team. Um, so there was that. Mm. And we didn't have like a, we didn't have a huge soccer culture for men because I went to a HBCU. Most guys were playing basketball, or football, or even baseball. They had a men's baseball team. You know, so um, we didn't have much of a soccer culture. Like it was mostly like um, international students that get together and play soccer. So that was the level at which I was playing in right. my like first year of college, second year of college. And obviously that's not good enough. 
Um, but when I was a sophomore, I played for a team called Little Rock Rangers. Um, they're actually in the USL right now. But when I played for them, we were MPSL, which was like one um, one division below where they are right now. So I played for them during the summer. Um, it was funny how I got scouted. Like someone saw me play and they invited me to come and train with the team. Um, trained with the team and I got on the team and I played with them for a whole season. And that was great. You know, that was that was just considered semi-pro, um, but it was actually a very good level of um, competitive soccer. Uh, we played like in front of like thousands of people. Yeah. So it was a great experience for me. Um, and um, after that one season, I had to make a choice if I wanted to keep playing like the next season or do an internship. So I made the tough choice to actually um, do an internship and, um, you know, for obvious reasons, like getting a full-time job out of school. So um, I think that was the, right. that was the point at which like I realized that I can't continue pursuing soccer. Like I had to drop that um, because of my um, university. I came here as an international student. So um, I came here to like the, the, be the best chance for me to remain here was to get a job. So, um, so yeah, I think that, that was the yeah. main turning point for me with soccer, man. I just like, you know, I was just like, um, it's either soccer or, or uh, professional career. Yeah. Like, you know where I study. So, yeah, that that's that was how that that was how that whole phase ended. <laughs> was it was it a painful decision though? Do you feel like it was a painful decision? It was just one of those things like, man, I'm all ah, gas place will go somewhere. Decision. Yeah. I remember clearly. Um, that because the season runs from say april to august so it's during the summer when you're supposed to like do your internships so i played there during the summer of my i played the first season i played was 2018 that was the summer of my sophomore year after i finished my sophomore year and then the next summer was like summer of my junior year which was the last summer i had before i graduated so um so it was a very tough decision for me because, like, if I didn't do an internship, I, I put myself in a very tough position to get a job out of college. And um, still, I still wanted to play badly because, um, I don't know, like, if I could say, like, I played two seasons with, like, this team, maybe, you know, somebody could see me. Maybe I could, you know, move up the ranks and stuff. It was a tough decision, yeah. man, to be honest. But I was and like... Like I said, now they're in, the, they're in the higher um league right now, so that would have even been more opportunities, I'm sure, by now. And I saw right there you actually like getting in the news and everything, like you're actually getting yeah. posted about it. You know, you're actually winning. Things. So man, that would have been a very, very, very tough decision. So what what did you actually like study in school? Science. Um, yeah. Okay. Was that like something you've always wanted to do from Nigeria or was that, because for me, I also did computer science when I first came here, but it was more of a, okay, nursing, engineering, uh, <laughs> what else will I pick? I'll like, okay, shit, I'll just do IT. But was that something you've always wanted to do from to Nigeria? To be completely like, honest, so throughout like primary school, secondary school, um, guys that are not familiar with those terms, is basically like um, elementary, middle and high school we i happened to go to schools yeah. where we actually had like um a computer education class and for some reason i was always the best at it <laughs> i don't know how 
I wasn't like I wasn't a bookworm or anything. Like I, I didn't take school that serious. Um but when it came to like that 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 class, I don't know how I was always like the best at it. So yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do computer science. And um and then actually I graduated high school in twenty fifteen. I took a year off school. I took a took a gap year. And during my gap year I started learning how to code. Mm-hmm. So it only made sense that I did computer science. So yeah, that was that. You feel like it came easy to you though? Like when you came here and you actually like, you know, year one, you're still doing the basic entry. Yeah, one, I was able to keep up. You know, yeah, two, I was starting to say like, okay, bro, you have to start making a decision if you're going to do this thing permanently or not. And then by year three, when everything started getting real technical and I transferred from a community college to like a university itself, I was in class one day and I think they were teaching us how to program, like how basically how traffic lights work with the whole like light thing. And I just sat there and I was like, yo, <laughs> this this money I'm paying every semester like this, uh, I'm not sure. Um, and that's where the distraction came for me to like, um, just stop, yeah. really. Um, very tough and scary decision, but that's where the distraction came for me to just stop and really just go. Because then that's when I started learning a little bit about real estate, which what I, what I do full time now. Um, I started learning a little bit about it and that interested me more. Even in class, I was researching properties. So mm-hmm. it was just like an obvious decision. But so was, was that, was it a kind of thing for you? Like, um, as you kept going up, you started wanting to take it more serious. Cause you know, like, okay, this is, this is something I take serious or was it something like right from the beginning? Yeah, because it's one thing to know, like, okay, yeah, I'm learning about code, but it's another thing to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to build a career out of this and do yeah. it full-time. Well, this something yeah, like so that for me, um, during my first year of school, um, I think it was mostly a breeze um, because, like, coincidentally, the language I was learning when I was still in Nigeria before I came here happened to be the language, like our primary language that was used as um, um, our instruction language throughout our entire degree. Um, so wow. in um, my freshman year, like it was mostly a breeze. I had like mostly um, general classes and I had I started taking my um, my main degree classes because I kind of knew that I wanted to do computer science. So it was always clear. Um, and then like, as I progressed through the years, obviously like it would probably get a bit more, probably get a bit more complex. Not as easy as freshman year, but yeah. I don't think I ever got to the point where I genuinely felt like switching. Like, I, I think I knew that, you know, it was always going to be computer science. Like, if anything, like, I would probably struggle more studying something else. So, uh, I don't like it. It's, it's mm-hmm. very ironic. I find that people, like, when they ask, like, oh, what are you studying? You tell them you study computer science. They're like, oh, you're smart. I'm like, I think that's the only thing I can study. Like, I don't know if... <laughs> like a different course like it's, that's what i probably struggle that's what i probably struggle so yeah for me like i think i always had my eyes on the price that it was always always had to be computer science um now what i wasn't sure of is if i wanted to write code for the rest of my uh professional career which is um which is a decision that i actually made maybe like a year ago or so because i actually started off you know started off my career as a software engineer writing code um and at this point, I got sick of it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to switch. So, yeah. Man, 
So how was that switch? Because that that's the thing that also pushed my decision. You know, writing code, I just didn't see myself. You know, maybe if I knew, and maybe you explain to us a little bit, like what you do and like what the daily function, you know, things are. Because I feel like my community college, which is where I spent most of my my education years in, the first two years, didn't do a great job of like really explaining all the different career options that could stem mm. from what I was studying. So I always felt like, okay, IT, computer science, I'm going to be writing. I'm going to be sitting down in a cubicle. I'm going to be sitting down in front of my computer, writing code the rest of my life. And that's something I couldn't do. I couldn't just, you know, comprehend yeah. it mentally. So did you know, like, other options were there? Or you felt like at first, like, okay, writing code won't be bad. And then later on was kind of when you knew about the different career options that you could switch yeah, into. Yeah, so for me, like... I'd say similar to you, my school didn't necessarily do a great job letting us know that hey, you can do, you can do, you can be a software engineer, but you can also be a consultant, you can be a product manager, you can be a data scientist, you can do a whole lot of things with your computer science degree. I always thought you you had to go down that route of being a software engineer or software developer. That's what I always thought, um, and probably like in my junior. Mm -hmm senior year, I started learning about like these other options. I started learning about, oh, you could be a consultant. You could be a product manager. You could be a data scientist. Like I started noticing that, that there were other options and I never knew about them. So um, I probably forgot the question you asked, but like, like similar to your, to your school, I, I, we didn't get, we didn't get an idea of like all the things that we could do with our degree. Okay. So. Now let's 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 insert the the music part because now soccer's gone out the window. You started when when did you actually start your like your full time career like um, um like when 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 did you get your internship and then when did you transition yeah, to so a full time my first career? Internship was in uh, twenty nineteen June, but um that I mean I was still a student back then. I graduated college in May two thousand twenty, um and then I started working in July okay. two thousand twenty. Um, and I used to, I was working at Goldman Sachs, which is like a, one of the biggest like investment banks in the world. Um, I was working, writing financial um, code for financial systems, which might not be um, the most interesting to some people. Um, okay, like, I, I kind of enjoyed it at first, um, but as time went on, I think I, I grew, grew more excited about doing other things. So I actually made my switch from doing software engineering to product management while I was still at Goldman Sachs. So I moved into like a new division of the company, well, a fairly new division, um, which is called Marcus by Goldman Sachs. I don't know if you've heard about Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Um, it's like, um, it's a new, um, so it's, it's a fairly new division. It's in, it's in uh, consumer markets because Goldman Sachs is um, historically been in investment markets. They talk to well, our clients are mostly only investors, but they're like, you know, let's also go after consumer banking. And they came up with like a new like digital bank. They think about it that way, like a bank where you never have to walk mm -hmm. into a physical bank. Everything is everything is done. Um, what was the word remotely? So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, the business was growing very quickly, so I thought it was a great time to 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 jump into that. So I started I started uh, my product management career at uh, Goldman Sachs, um, well, at Marcus by Goldman Sachs. I did that for like a few months. Um, and then I went into Expedia, which is where I am right now. Um, so 
Yeah, that's nice. and then yeah, and then to answer your question about music, I started learning music production maybe like uh, five months ago, and huge emphasis on learning because like I still consider myself a student of the game. Um, I don't know, like yeah. you know, one day, like I let's let's not say one day, maybe like a, like it took maybe like a few a few weeks of like momentum gathering for me to like say like you know what i'm just gonna buy some like a bunch of equipment and start learning this thing i don't know like you know sometimes you just yeah you 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 like something so much you want to make it and and for me like that that was that was my relationship with music i think music was just like music was music was just it's something bigger than everyone and music is as we're here for for generations and to be able to say that I, I can contribute to that, I think that's that's amazing. So um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to start learning how to 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 produce music. I I'm not an instrumentalist. I'm, I didn't know much of music theory. I didn't know much of music. Period. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this. So um, started doing that a couple months ago, oh. and um, still learning. Um, but now I can definitely see the progress. Um, you know, have like two or three songs with artists that are coming out soon. So, um, I, I, I mean, I'm nice. Share that with us. So, um, from that product management or yeah, product management, was that what, um, I'm taking a, a little bit segue into, um, your startups. You mentioned you have some startups now, um, Tell us a little bit about that. You know, what inspired you to go down that route? Was it from your product management, you know, experience? Um, was that what inspired that? Because it's a really cool game. You know, I was, I was really, I was, I was impressed as fuck. You know, when you dropped it and just seeing the way you started promoting it and like really like just putting it out there, um, it definitely pushed me. I think that was one of the times where I was considering doing podcasting and really really start being a creator and start sharing my work out there. Cause I've always been nervous about that aspect of things like, you know, what what people release supported or like that, you know, like am I wasting my time? So let's keep doing my stuff low key. Like what was it from that space? Did you gather a lot of experience from doing that? Like, yeah. Just, just know um, about that. I think first, like, I, I think you asked a really good question because um, a lot of people attribute product management or the skill of product management to problem solving and product managers generally have genuinely have this uh, this drive to always want to solve the next problem um i think for me it was mm-hmm. backwards. i think i always was like i like so i like the idea of being able to identify your problem through my own life experiences mm-hmm. like i have identified like maybe like a rough a rough patch a friction point and I think there's a there's, there's a solution to that, and I want to attack it, and I want to build a product out of that. Um, so I think that that curiosity was what actually led me into doing product management. So it's kind of like it was kind of like backwards for me. So um, with um, well, told my style was the first one that I already has the product out is uh, for your head, which is like where Nigeria Charades app. I hate using the word like Nigeria Shiris because like that it's only a slice of the pie. Um, a bit of a backstory, yeah. which is the fact that um, I when I first came to when I first came to the US in 2016, um, I 
I saw like, you know, I, you know, made friends, socialized, all that stuff. And then like, you know, I saw my friends play this um, charades game and I thought that was really cool. But obviously I could, I couldn't really relate because it was, it was mostly worse tonight. So cool. like, what if yeah. we made it less worse tonight or made it a bit more, um, a bit more accommodating of, of different, of non-Westernized right. cultures. So I was like, yeah, let's try, let's try one for Nigeria. Mm -hmm. and, and it turned out to be like a huge success in the initial launch. And just like you, man, like, I feel like everybody, we all have our, we all have our fears. We all have those moments where we feel like, you know, like we start to question how the world will receive the things that we're doing. And um, I don't know, I just figured out a way to get past that. Um, I found like, you know, a really good partner to work on it with me. We worked on it together, just both of us till we got to the first version and uh, we launched. So yeah, I think that was, that was pretty much like um, the story of how I went from doing pro cause I actually, I actually started working on this app before I became a product manager. So um, that was kind of like mm -hmm. the backstory um, of how, of how that came into fruition. Nice. So you can you give us some stats about the game now, like how many downloads, you know, where can people find the app? If you're, you know, if you're in Nigeria or whatever, um, is it available here in the U.S. too? Is it something you can download both in Nigeria and the U.S.? Give us a little bit of the stats. How did it all start growing? Um, who really played, outside of you, who do you feel like played a very key role in making it the success that it was? Um, and how did you go about like launching it? Like, people that may want to create their own stuff don't really know how they're going to put it out there or how to get about launching because i'm even asking for a selfish interest because i'm going to talk to you a little bit about what i want to launch um here in the real estate space um but yeah how how, how did you go about all of that um, the very first thing is like the foundational most important thing is you don't want to go down the, the path of um, building a product that no one will use or and or building a product that only you would use, only your friends would use. So you have to do some sort of like idea validation, right? Like make sure like before you, before you, you before you sweat any further, make sure like the, the idea that or whatever you're trying to build is actually valid. Um, that was the first thing that we did. So um, it's kind of weird. Uh, I'll tell you, we did, uh, we used like, um, what's it called? Like uh, Excel, like a spread, um, spread, a mm -hmm. spreadsheet, right? No, 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 no spreadsheet. No. PowerPoint. Yeah. And then like, PowerPoint, that okay. was, like a charades experience. And we had like our friends around and stuff. We mocked like a charades experience. We're like, oh, uh, we had someone standing in front of, uh, in front of the TV uh, where they couldn't see the screen. And then the TV actually had all those words. And then the people in front to like, um, we're trying to describe those words to see like, oh, and those were actually like ground words, right? That's and it. we saw that, yeah, that just looked like it was working. And people generally had like good time. So that was like the indication for us that, yes, if we built a product out of this, like people would actually like using it. Now, um, as far as building the product, um, my co-founder um, was actually the one that handled most of the engineering. I did everything else. Um, so we did that mm. and then when it was time to launch, obviously this was like an app that was bootstrapped. Like it was just us, it was just both of us. We didn't have any sort of funding. We were students. Um, and to be quite 
completely transparent. We didn't even have any budget to market the product. So all we did was um, we brought a couple of our friends together and then we were like, you know, we're going to have like a lunch event, like a, like a game night, but it's going to be like a lunch event. Um, that's where we're going to use to like launch the app. So we got like a few, a couple of people like pulled up like maybe like 50 people. And then we had like, um, like our lunch. And then as soon as people came in, they're like, Hey, download this app right now, post it on your story, um, share with people. And then like, we did that throughout the event. And then we found out like, we got like a lot of mentions on like Instagram. Um, we had like a few mentions on Twitter wow. here and there. Um, but after like people saw how like delightful it looked on Instagram for the people that were playing the game, um, I think that prompted a lot of people to like, yeah. to, like download the app. So um, I think between the first two days of launch, we got like maybe 500 downloads or so. Um, and then between wow. when did we launch 2021 and now, which we're right now we're working on V2 and we're actually about to roll out V2. Um, we still haven't like pumped in marketing dollars because there's no return for us because um, right now everything on the app is free. Um, but we like our next version. We have mm -hmm. more, so much more decks, so much more niche decks. Um, we have, it's just, it's just, it's just like, it's on steroids right now. So if you think about it that way. So um, between between 2021 and now, I think we are about 7,000 downloads, and this is all organic growth. So um, yeah, so that speaks yeah. it speaks volumes to me about like the fact that um, if you're building a product that delights people, um, if you're building a product that delights people, I feel like everything sort of like comes into place. Although you have to be decisive about a few things like right. I, i'm not here going to sit here and try to tell you that you shouldn't market your product because you should absolutely should market your product you should be you should be intentional about how you right. put your, your product in front of people um but we just didn't have the capacity for it yeah so um i mean who's to say that we we couldn't have been a hundred two thousand two hundred thousand downloads if we're actually to um put a marketing um budget behind the app but we just couldn't do that right um well, yeah, that's that's kind of like how it worked out for us. It was a little bit of like a mix of strategy, building out the good product, um, you know, executing properly on like the ideas that we had. But there was also a huge chunk of work, um, yeah. which is something that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't say. But like the fact that there was a good yeah. product meant that people will self advertise, and I think that's what got us to like the numbers that we're seeing seeing right now. Is the fact that like we got a lot of people like talking about like so many times like I'll just be on Instagram I'll get a notification of people like posting a video playing the app like on TikTok and I'm like wow I don't even know these people like I have no mutuals with them and they somehow managed to get the app in front of themselves and use the app record themselves playing and like upload those uploaded the video so like it's just like you know it's amazing to see but then again like I said it's just a mixture of good strategy proper execution and, and a huge chunk of luck for me. Like that's, that's, that's what made it. That's, that's what helped us get this far. No, I mean, um, and for people out there, I, I want you guys to put it in perspective. I know you mentioned like hundred K downloads, 200 K downloads would be really cool. But uh, I mean, to put it in perspective, just imagine 7,000 people actually sitting out in front of you, actually, you know, kind of like consuming whatever. Imagine you cook food and then 7,000 people are sitting there in front of you and actually eating the food and actually telling you like your food actually tastes good. You know, that's, that's incredible. Um, 
you know, with the ideas and the things that I want to start up, I'm just imagining seven thousand people. To be honest, to me, it's like I'm, I'll be, I'll be more than blessed. So I think you should definitely take full credit for yourself. Um, you know, with the way you even explained and broke it down, yeah, you, you, for everything was attained some, you know, some part of luck to it, some sprinkle of God's grace to it. But I think you were also very purposeful with how you executed everything, because. Even for me, as a you know, a new entrepreneur and everything. I mean, I've been being an entrepreneur for like two years, and there's still a lot of things that I rush in, rush out, um, and don't really like take the necessary steps to like really plan and really see. Like like you mentioned, you know, just that idea validation part alone is something that I think I skip over a lot. I'm just like, oh yo, like this shit makes sense to me. It should make sense to everybody now. Why why the hell would you use my product? Are you okay? But I think that part is, is, is extremely important for any entrepreneur to really first check like, okay, are people actually feeling the way I'm feeling about this particular thing? Is there a market for it? I think not necessarily also to even just know like, okay, the thing is going to be a huge success or like a lot of people. It's just, even if it's a niche product, just know like, is your, does your niche actually exist? Like, is there even a niche? Even if it's a niche of 500 people, at least that would make you make marketing plans around, okay, how can I hyper-target those 500 people that are extremely interested in my product? And how can I monetize off of just 500 people? So I really appreciate you, you know, telling that story, man. And, you know, I'm excited. I think I'm having a a, a birthday thing today and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to, let me put it out there. Let me put my whole part, you know, into this because... And we don't really have a huge circle of like, you know, Nigerian people here, but you know, when we find each other, we kind of keep ourselves close. Um, and it's very hard to find something that, you know, we can, my friend just actually opened up his lounge. That's the first episode I just released yesterday. Um, and that's like, that was the first African, like truly Nigerian, like lounge or club in night. And it was, it took off. It, it was, it was crazy. The first day, the whole parking lot was filled up. I actually like stood in the corner and I was like, wow, like, yo, I've heard this guy talk about this stuff yeah. for like two years and to actually execute it, to put it in a very good location to where everybody's like 15, 20 minutes away from that location. And each Saturday, seeing people come there, seeing people talk about it, seeing people post about it, it's crazy, man. So, you know, you guys, two of you have been like very big motivators for me to be like, you know what, bro, like you can actually launch something specifically target initial people and you know, it, it, it actually works. So I'm excited to see what version two looks like. Cause that was something I was going to ask, like, how are you guys monetizing it? How are you guys marketing it or covering that expense? But 7,000 organic growth. I can imagine what's, cause you guys already have the data now. You already know the type of people that are interested in this. <laughs> so putting some type of ad behind this, I'm sure will go crazy. So I mean, do you have anything you want to share? Is that proprietary information? Um, if it is, I understand. Um, but like, I, I'm not an advocate of uh, gatekeeping information. Um, as far as like what to expect in the new version of the app, so we're expanding the countries that we're covering. So like I said, we we started off with just Nigeria, but we reached out to a bunch of people, um, right. guys from Ghana, um, Ethiopia, um, Rwanda, and South Africa. So we're like, hey, like give us like content nice. that people from your country would play. Um, and then like we have like so much more niche Nigerian decks. Like um, people like like give them just give you an example like Unilag, um, Big Brother Nigeria, mm -hmm. um, Lagos, Abuja. 
NFC, like we have so much more like niche decks that people who are people who are fans of um of those decks would really enjoy it. So we really like got into like we really like had to like see like oh like what would be the best like what would be the most feasible decks for us to like capture um that people would actually really like. So we found like some people like you could be playing like a you could be in a game night with like people that you only went to school with, like people from Unilag. And then I like, you know let's actually try to play this Unilag deck. Um you could also be in a crowd where like it's um it's an African crowd, the mixture of like Nigerians, Ghanaians and stuff. We have decks for that as well. We have decks for African crowds, right? So we, we think we're thinking in terms of like what would a typical game night experience be like? We want to be able to accommodate all that. So even yeah, if like, it's just even if it's all Nigerians um, a mixture of different um, Africans. If it's a mixture of everybody, we have we have we have stuff for all that. So, um, and then, yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of like what to expect. But obviously, like uh, we have to charge for some of those decks, uh, but it's nothing. It's like anywhere from like ninety nine cents to like two dollars. So it's nothing crazy. Um, so um, hopefully, we can start to see some returns on 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 the effort that we've put into in the product. So. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's great. I can't even wait, man. Let me play some whiskey FC. Ah, uh, let me see how much I really know. I really know that guy. That's why I'm supposed to win that scene. If I don't win like this, eh, oh, that would be a problem. But man, so I mean, I guess you're the founder, right? You know, or do you have also some co-founders? Uh, we started off as a team of two. I'm a co-founder. With, uh, we're two, and then okay. we brought on someone else. So uh, we brought on a third. A third co-founder he came in he saw the vision and he was like you know what he wants to really work on this so yeah we're currently a team of three co-founders um we had like a we had like a a pre-seed raise so we raised like um like fifty thousand dollars to like push like development for v2 um so we have like a few shareholders here and there um but yeah that's about it Man, that's that's awesome, man! I, man, congratulations, man! I, I didn't even know what to say. I'm kind of I did I didn't really know. I mean, we could say from the front end, and I could see everything that you did, but to really now hear the story in details, like man, kudos to you, man! That's that's really awesome. Are they other? So is it all just the three of you coding, doing all this, or are you guys paying some developers? Or do you have like full time staff, or it's all like contract? Yeah, based? so um. Well, first of all, thank you uh, for the congratulations. Um, we do have um, we do have staff, um, part time staff that are um, helping us work on development. Obviously, we couldn't take it on; um, it wasn't it wasn't sustainable. So we had to find people. We had to find workers actually. So um, they're the ones currently doing that, and they were more so like working from like bird's eye view, um, providing strategy. Um, coordinating and making sure that everything um, is running smoothly. Yeah, so that's, that's what we're doing now. Nice. Yeah, because that, that was a segue into the question, like, how do you do all of that with a full-time job? <laughs> and even a career change, I'm sure, between those mix and everything, like switching jobs and you moved from Utah to Austin, I mean, amongst all of that, because I, I think for me, I'm very terrible at like, time management. Um, so like, how did, did having co-founders help? Um, how did you pick the co-founders? Like, yo, you know what? I want to bring you into my idea, my, my baby, you know, this is like, 
how did all of that like how did you yeah, do so, that um my first co-founder actually we both had the we both had the idea like we talked about it together and that one like we were always going to be okay so let's start from there so let's talk about how we added the third co-founder and this guy um basically um he met me first before he met my other co-founder before he met my other co-founder he met me and i was like yeah bro like like this this just like what you're doing like i really like it and he kind of like just like he kind of like just came across as like you know this is a good product i like it like good job that's it and then later on when i announced that we we're going to try to be working on v2 he was like in, and then that's when he was like you know what like he wants to get more involved with this um and then we started looking at like sort of like his uh, his his background history and we found that like this guy has a huge success track like he's actually a real estate investor similar to you um he works full-time and um i just found that it was he was someone that that knew how to get shit done um and that that's those are the type of people you want to surround yourself with and i knew that family from the first time we met that this is that this is the type of person that can provide value in any room he work in any room he walks into so um he was a no-brainer for us and uh and him being on the him being on the team also helps because now we're three so um we can actually have split decisions where um um where like in case where previously being only two co-founders only two co-founders um having those decisions that I might not necessarily agree with where where like it was comes a compromise. Right? Yeah. But now that we have a third person, and everyone has like a has like a vote, um, there's never going to be any balance, right? So yeah. um, that's also been very helpful. Yeah. yeah. That's that's sort of like how we seeked out our, our third co-founder. Um, yeah, and that's how, that's sort of how we. And then how about like, in the team to actually like work on on what, what are the core values that you're looking for with anybody that's like associated with the project as far as maybe the developers people on the marketing side or collecting information you know how do you what are the core values that you're yeah. looking at you know from these people like okay I'll, so for okay. Me, the most important thing actually i would say just one thing everything else will fall into place but the biggest thing for me is like sharing right. vision if you can get people to see to see your vision to align with your vision as a founder, if you can have that across the board with everyone you employ, I think you've done like more than half of your job. If people genuinely believe in the stuff, like if they mm. believe in your company as nearly as much as you believe in it, I feel like you, you've done most of the work. So um, mm. that's what I typically look for is when I talk to people, or for the people that we've we've worked with uh, people that we've we've hired in the past is we let them know like hey this is the problem this is what we're building this is our solution um, and try to gauge like how much interest they have in it and we always make it clear that you know we might have started off with just Nigerian sherries but this is only the this is only the beginning like we've only scratched the surface right and from there we'll see if it's 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 still like you know still there's a if there's a hunger for them to actually like come in solve this problem and and if not then you know 
Nah, it is what it is, you know. It's what it is. At the end of the day, so um, yeah, that's that's generally how we that's how we look for in people. Like I said, like once you align on vision, I feel like everything else will come into play. Everything else will come into play, man. That's that's something I definitely need to keep at the back of my own head and make sure that you know when picking out the team and everything, um, you know that's something I do, um. But yeah, this this is this is more than enough information, man. I, I can't wait. Whenever if you guys are taking brand ambassadors at some point, don't worry. We there for you. Just let us know. I definitely love to use my platform to promote it. Um and just you know, just push it out there. Um it's actually an app that I see myself actually using. Um because I've always wanted to I'm not really like a party type. I go to a lot of parties because that's where most of my friends love to go to, but I'm more so that kind of like, you know, game nights kind of person. Everybody just come home, let's chill. So I know it's something that will, I would use a lot of the time. Um, no, that's make my to house, know, you know, more interesting because everybody that's good to know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Yeah. And if you need more people to promote on my own side, don't worry. I got you. Anything I can do to contribute, I'll definitely love to. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure, bro. Uh, and now, so the music side, you know, is this? Uh, okay, we didn't know with that you have for your head app. You said there's another thing, you know, that you're working on also another startup that you're working on. Um, do you want to yeah. talk just maybe five minutes about it so, and what it is? Startup that I'm working on um, is. Um is is an edtech an edtech platform so like i said right, i don't know if you remember but i like to solve problems based off what i've experienced in my life um excuse me mm -hmm. identified like any rough patches friction points and i feel like you know what like oh, what would my experience how would my how would i have reshaped my experience if i also go back in time and and you know provide a product for for whatever that problem was, or provide a solution for whatever that problem was. Yeah. So um, it's an edtech platform for international students. Um, so think about pretty much from the points where you decide that, oh, I actually want to explore um, the option of being able to study abroad up until gathering information, um, the actual applications, writing the tests, um, paying for application fees, paying for visa fees, um, finding scholarships, um, taking um, preparation classes for for those tests. Um, think about like one platform. I register. Yeah. I'm a member, and these guys provide me with like a with like sort of like a roadmap for how I get from X to Y. And that has like everything I need to do. So thinking about working with people that have like a budget for school, for education, people who don't, um, because we've seen people come here with full scholarships. Uh, we've identified those opportunities. We know what you have to do to get to those opportunities. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what yeah. the other um, the other startup that I'm building is all about. It's all about like international students are making the experience better in the future we do want to expand the scope to to not just people who want to be international students but people who are currently international students um like in the us or 
globally, actually. And, you know, there are a lot of, uh, yeah, you have to like navigate rules. So go ahead. Um, coming, going to any country as an international student. So um, we, we spoke to a lot of people. Like this one was, was one of those ones where we spent a lot of time like validating our ideas. We spoke to people, um, international students from different countries. So countries in Europe, African countries, Asian countries, and we started to tie like um, the common things together. And we started to, and then we identified the um, the problems that we could go after and solve um, that, would, that would possibly give us the, the most return um, in the shortest period of time. So that's, that's what we're right. currently, well, currently building that right now. I think um, uh, the website, well, it's going to be a web app to become completely transparent. The web app is currently in development right now. Um, okay. We already finished the design on all that. So we're currently working on development right now. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of bootstrapping, to be completely honest. I don't like using my money to fund um, startups or ideas. Uh, so for this one, I think um, once we get like some sort of like traction, some traction that's indicative of success, yeah. like if we actually were to put out our website, and we did like a fake door test where we get people to get like early access and say like, hey, like this is a, this is everything you do. This is our value proposition. Um, sign up for early access. If we're able to like capture huge numbers from that, uh, for me, I think that's indicative of like you know there's a huge need and there's a market for your product. Um, so mm. if, if we have traction, I think I'm just gonna look for how we can fundraise. And, and build out that product because I'm not a huge fan of strapping. I have too much stuff that I'm involved in financially to take on the Lord <laughs> of startups. So right. That's, that's what the other one is all about. Man, that's that's awesome, man. I definitely see you as a creator. Um, this is my own projection. I might be wrong, but um, I definitely don't see you continuing your career or whatever i think creation i think you have a very good solid grasp of you know creating stuff for yourself and i like how you take the inward approach of like you know what what are some things that caused friction in my life that you were you know are absolute necessity um to me you know and how can i go back and change that experience for either myself or for other people that may be in similar situations as mine. Um, I think that is a very, very, you know, I consider myself a visionary too. And, you know, to hear that, I do see you as someone as a visionary and, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome to see that kind of approach towards life. Um, because that's how I kind of like learned from, you know, my external, I learned from the external, but I kind of very, very fast internalize it and see, okay, then how do I feel about, you know, whatever is going on that I'm seeing around me? And that's how I come up with ideas too. Um, so to just say, I think that's something I, I think there's a friend of mine that I don't know if it, I think it will be a very nice introduction because he owns a podcast called I Go With Ego Podcast. And what he does is he helps international students, people that want to become international students, kind of give them information about scholarships um how to you know go about everything so and he's actually very he stays in mm -hmm. st louis missouri um he's very connected i think he's on the board of the students association with um 
I might be wrong, but you, some some international service I'll send you. I think is it Unilever? One of them, Unilever mm. type of people. Shah. I don't know which one exactly, but he's very well connected with his school. He helps a lot of people mm. from Nigeria, you know, move over here and start their education. So I think that would be a very very yeah. good connection, and hopefully something good. He's a very cool guy. He's really helped me also within my business. You know, connect me with some people that may want to invest here in the U.S. So he's. I feel like it would be a very good, yeah. you know, introduction. And, you know, if you guys can speak or share some ideas, yeah, I feel like that would be a good introduction. So I'll share you maybe his Instagram and his phone number. I'll also tell him about what you're working on. And, you know, you guys should just drop it up and see if you guys can help each other in any way, yeah, you know. To do that. I'm always glad to meet people. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, man. So, um... Where do you where do you see all of this going? You know, with also the music side, we briefly touched on that, but not you know you, you explain that's more so of like a passion project. I'll be guessing yeah. for you, um, something that you're very passionate to be honest, about. Is it something you plan to take? I, I think to be honest, everything is a passion project for me. Um, I I I love music as much as I love solving problems. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, like. Like there's this thing I always say, like in life, the real enemy is time. Time is the real enemy. Time is the mm. like time is the is 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 the main factor that holds people back. It's not money, it's time. Um, because like even getting money is a result of how you use your time. Um, uh, so yeah, I have all these passions. It's just being able to make the time for everything. Um, so. Everything. Time management is, is obviously, like you said, like very, very important. Um, also, yeah. there is this there is this thing I recently found out, which is like finding um, for time management, you kind of identify like, oh, you have all these things to do, right? But which of the which yeah. out of the like the list that you have of all the all your to do items, which of them would give you the most leverage? For, for like, for like a small amount of work. So you put in small amount of work, you get like mm-hmm. say you put in one x work. Let's you put in one x work, and you get ten x back from from putting one x of work. And for me, like that's where you start to like see like that's that's how that's how you optimize your time. You spend your time. You you focus more of your time on what will give you the most return. So um so yeah i have a lot of stuff like well like i I, at the very least like i have a full-time job i'm getting paid for that so that i I do my full-time job like i don't i i won't put in like do music during my full-time job or handle my startups during my full-time job like that that's my current that's what feeds me that's what pays my bills so all um all things considered that's currently the most important thing that i'm doing right now um and then between music and my startups, um, it's kind of like you kind of like I just have to gauge it. Like there's no there's no secret formula to it. Like you just have to gauge it. Um, a lot of times, like for me, like music, I can do music. I I can start to make like a beat when I feel inspired, and I, I'm not always feeling inspired. So when I'm not feeling inspired, I can be doing something else. Like I'm doing some startup work. Yeah, for me, like I yeah I make beats like, based on like how I feel. So. Um, a lot of times, I'm not just in the headspace to even make a beat. So, um, 
yeah, I think that's that's yeah. uh, that's that's what I see myself doing. Like, I'm always gonna be. I want to be more involved in with, with with music production. To be completely honest, like, I want to make. Um, I definitely want to to contribute more to to music. Um, and in the long run, I, I I think I'm always gonna be involved in music in some in some capacity. I'm always gonna be doing that. Um, and then, like, as far as like my startups go. Um, if they do take off, hopefully when they do take off, um, we can just kind of, kind of yeah. I, I don't mind <laughs> those companies being on autopilot where I'm just like sitting and like you know, from sitting from bird's eye view and just watching how everything comes together while I focus more like, um, on my music. Um, but to be able to say that hey, like this is something that I contributed to um, to building, I think that's enough for me, you know. So yeah, I think that's how I see everything else. But you don't, you don't think, if you're able to pull off a very big fundraising to where you can afford to pay yourself to to work on this full-time, do you see yourself doing that or would you still pick, just let me just have my full-time job, yeah. something I enjoy, and still watch the bird's eye view? If you are able to afford yourself to pay yourself to... Tough question, to be very honest, but I think, yes, I would take that opportunity to, um, to pay myself. Um, Obviously, like one of the good things about having a full-time job is that sense of security. But even that too is getting to be feeble these days. Yeah. Because like people are getting laid off left, right, center. So, um, I mean, yeah. the startup is is a gamble. But also, a full-time job is is a gamble, but might be less of a gamble. Um, but for me, like once my yeah. passion is in alignment, I think I'll do that. Like I'll I'll take that opportunity, pay myself, and work full-time on like my startups. Man, that's awesome to hear, man. Cause yeah, I, I feel like for me, I'm also like a risk taker, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, what I'm learning very fast is what got me here won't. It's not what's gonna get me there. Um, you know, I've been able to very much freestyle a lot of things in my life. So just like you know what, I'll also do it anyhow, anyhow. We'll figure out how to make this shit happen. But it's been more so putting me in the red nowadays than you know actually mm -hmm. taking me ahead to where i'm realizing that much as i detest planning and really like i have to i have to plan around stuff i have to allocate time like you said i have to figure out what is going to be that what's that thing that's going to be paying me consistently so i can go out and pursue other passion projects or being involved in other things because i mean the good part that comes with entrepreneurship is the fact that of course i have freedom with my time but that's also like a double-edged sword because I have freedom of my time, you know? I, I, if I wake up one day and I'm feeling so unmotivated, there's not really that main push that's like, okay, if me go out and go work, I don't necessarily have like a set schedule that I built out for myself that I'm like, okay, um, you wake up, you do this, you do that, you do this. So I'm in the process of like just very well restructuring everything. Um, because I just took a very big hit from one of my podcasts, mm -hmm. and I talk about it in a lot of podcasts that I've recorded so far, and it set me back a lot. More, not even outside of the financial side, it set me back yeah. a lot mentally to where I had to start rethinking a lot of things. Like, okay, yo, do you do you really want to do this? Do you really want to be like I never really considered getting a nine to five in the past two years that I've been an entrepreneur till like mm -hmm. last month, and I'm like, yo, right? Or you don't want to like go back and <laughs> just have a job underneath but i think i'm already in too deep 
to the to the point to where I'm like, you know, I'm already motivating a lot of people outside of myself to where it's like, yo, bro, how are you even doing this stuff? And to me, it's like I'm not I'm not putting a lot of gratitude on it of like what I've mm. achieved so far. Um, I'm just like, man, other people are doing this stuff, bro. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's like, as lately I've been seeing even just down to like my podcast, just little compliments, even from one person, like, yo, bro, like that episode was actually fire, man. I like that video or just a comment or anything actually goes a long way for me now. And it's been helping put a lot of things in perspective and, you know, having this conversation too with you really puts into perspective how much I need to plan. I really need to put some priorities on some things like, okay, which, which one is the main, which one is going to serve as like kind of like a nine to five. I might not so much enjoy it or want to do it for the rest of my life, but if it's able to kind of serve as a base somewhere to just keep things going, um, I definitely think that's something I want to put into perspective. Um, and I really appreciate this episode, man. You know, it, it wasn't like a, it was like a little tutorial session, you know, that for me to kind of like really just listen to a bunch of things and see how you're handling things in your hand. And yeah, that's, I just felt they need to see it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's always, I, I find conversations like this very refreshing. Like I know like we're on, we're recording and where on your pod, on your podcast um, but believe me like these conversations are very important like sometimes you have to remind yourself you have to remind yourself like or realign yourself on the path that you're taking like it's very important like you know sometimes like we yeah. just we just we just so focused on like doing the next thing we're just moving like sometimes like you know take a step back realize like give yourself your flowers for how far you've come you know like as far as yeah. real estate goes, like I'm sure there are people who did it way longer than you before they were able to get a single dollar from this. Like your path to yeah. like your your trajectory as far as like learning about the real estate markets, being like even starting to invest, it's probably a lot like probably a lot yeah. bigger than, than than most people. So like sometimes like you have to give yourself your like yeah, sometimes yeah. I know like it, it can get hard like when you have like one major setback. You know, you start to question yourself, but man, like once you know your why, the reason why you're doing stuff, I feel like you're always gonna be grounded, man. Like that will help you stay grounded. But like, um, you're doing great stuff, man. Like starting your podcast, like going after full time entrepreneurship. Look, I respect that. That's something that I haven't even got balls to do yet. <laughs> like I would like to do it if I could, but I I, I haven't. Even I don't even have, I'm not even <laughs> sure I, I can sit here and tell you I have your type of course to say, hey, I'm going to work on me full time, you know, so I, I respect it, man, and, yeah. and um, man, keep going. Like, they would like they would, there's definitely going to be setbacks in the future, but as far as, like, you know, your reason why, like, yeah. <laughs> you always keep going. Yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that, man. That, that's something, too, that I learned, you know, it's like, it's, it's inevitable, like, the failures... It's only it's only gonna be considered a failure if once I throw in the hat and I'm like, you know what, I'm done with this shit. You know, that's where it registers officially like, okay, yeah, you just failed at this stuff. But as long as you pick yourself back up and dust dust yourself up and yeah. like, you know what? Well back in the yeah. field again, it, it becomes automatically changed to a lesson. You just learned a lesson. I'm not going to any school. I'm not really necessarily I have mentors, of course. I pay for mentorships and everything, but nobody is going to 
show they're only going to show me how they did it you know it's for me to translate whatever they're showing me into how i want to do it so that's something i've just learned and for me creating my own how to do it yeah. i have to fail it's i mean or i have to take lessons i have to take big hits so that the next person that i might be coaching or mentoring or telling about this in the future i can be like yo avoid this stuff avoid that stuff this is something that you might you might might be coming you might not come against you but like this is this is what happened yeah. in my own shoes so that's definitely what helped um bring me back into focus with everything and like you said man you two also you need to take your flowers man you've you've definitely done a lot you know, you know with the full-time job if you're able to accomplish all of this i can only imagine what you can accomplish you know once you have your whole time to yourself but of course do it at your own pace you know um do it once you feel ready. I mean, it seems like you're you're someone that's just like really following your intuition. You're not really like rushing yourself with any of these things, which is something I admire on my own sense. Sometimes I just put unnecessary pressure on my own self. Like I see anybody's pursuing me any of these things. So, you know, definitely take your own time. But man, once you feel that urge, man, I, I'll say definitely go for it. Um, you know, and take those L's earlier because you already have the experience. If you ever say you want to go back and get a job, I don't think it will be hard for you. The resume is already built up. The experience is already built up. So if I thought you take one or two L's in any of these projects, to go back won't be very hard. It might be hard mentally, but I don't think like as far as like the physical way yeah. of getting it back would be hard for you. So yeah, that's that's something I, I definitely want to know. Like me, man, I don't have any resume. The only resume I have is in entrepreneurship, man. <laughs> so as that's somebody really believes in me, man, I've never really held like a professional job and I don't see myself doing it. Um, because I'm a kind of person once I learn how to do the thing, I don't necessarily want to hear you tell yeah. me what to do anymore on how to do it, which is something I'm also learning how to control. Um but I mean, I've even gone way above, you know, I've tried to be saying, okay, my podcast, I'll keep it within 30 to 45 minutes, but this was just a very, very interesting conversation. So I'll leave it to my editor to figure out which ones are necessary, which ones are unnecessary. But overall, this is an episode I, I see myself listening back to, to keep myself going. Um, so once again, thank you for that. And before I wrap up, I do want to share um, the startup that I did come across because what I've been noticing, a lot of people that I do work with here are like foreign investors i see a lot of people from half of my clientele is like israeli investors you know and you have people from mexico you have people from here but i've not worked or maybe some people do have clients but i've never like sold a property to and i deal with off-market properties mm -hmm. i'm not even an agent i, I deal mm -hmm. with investment properties i've never really sold to a nigerian investor or like an african investor or you know, somebody from back home buying properties here. And I see people do it all the time. And I'm, you know, I started to think like, I don't know if it's just a thing of lack of knowledge, knowing that it's possible, or is it a thing where people are just scared? And, you know, we in Nigeria, we have a lot of things that have been cut off away from us here in the US. But one thing that is very possible is your ability to invest yeah. and buy properties here. So that's kind of what my um, my whole startup is kind of going into to kind of simplify the experience for people. Because we have like, Nigerians mm. are very cash heavy, and here it's a very leverage based system. You know, you can leverage your credits, you can leverage your money, you can leverage a lot of things into building insane wealth. And not to talk about the old perspective of also um, the exchange rates. You know, 
any money dollars is becoming very very it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot you know <laughs> the money that you thought you were earning last year or last two years that was a lot of money you know per month is like it's pennies now compared to what you can actually use that naira to do so i think it's very imperative for people to start any money in dollars you know and real estate is becoming a very very strong um industry in nigeria and i feel like a lot of people are educated you know as far as short-term rentals long-term rentals um, all that kind of stuff. So all in all, my goal is to create an experience for Nigerians to be able to buy investment properties here in the U.S. Um, and earn monthly cash flow passively um, in dollars, which they can now leverage into doing whatever. And just basically, you know, we've, we've, we toil enough. Anybody that gets a chance to come into the U.S. from any country outside of the U.S., you know, in general, and Africa in, 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 to be specific, we come here and we work a lot, you know, it's only right, I feel like, for us to be able to own a piece of here, the same way a lot of people over here own a piece back, you know, in Africa, either have huge companies. So um, that's what the startup is going to do, you know, as far as either helping them set up the entity, get their EIN numbers, find the very nice investment properties, you know, starting with the Midwest, Cleveland to be specific, because I feel like you can... You can buy a lot more for a lot less here versus somewhere like Texas where houses are way expensive. We still have a lot of properties sub one fifty, sub a hundred thousand that can still cash flow a good amount of money. I mean, you can cash flow anywhere from with everything being fully managed for you, you can cash flow anywhere from three hundred to six hundred dollars per month on a house that you bought for under a hundred thousand. You know, so Converting that to Naira, you know, that's that's a lot of money for somebody, you know. My whole media team, I'm running it right now for under like $700 and they're doing a great job. So I know like that's something I can replace even somebody's full-time income per month with just one property. So um, yeah, that's the whole idea behind everything. And to also create the space for professionals here in the US to be able to leverage either their retirement accounts, your Roth IRAs, with um four one Ks into buying investment properties here in the Midwest, um and kind of accelerating that growth within their retirement account so that you're not just tied to the how the stock market is performing or anything. Because I feel like a lot of professionals also don't know that they can do that with their retirement accounts. So yeah, that's the whole idea. That's very, startups. very, very interesting. Yeah. I I mean I, I I'm in no way an expert in this market, but it does sound like you know, just from hearing it the first time, it sounds like there is an opportunity for that. Um, man, like, just have, yeah. like, your, I'm sure you're already hand, handling your strategy properly. And once you execute, man, I'm sure it's going to be success. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. Um, and I wish you the best of luck in that, man. Hopefully, hopefully, oh, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast episode that when you tell us about, like, oh, how you, how you navigated the waters and, and, you know, you built out your, your startup. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, one thing I'm going to definitely take serious now is idea validation. So I think that's the phase that I'll start where I'm, I kind of was working on it because um, I told my sister, but I wasn't doing it any kind of like structured way. I was just telling my sister, Hey, ask some realtors back then. I enjoy if that's something, you know, people be interested in and she's heard a lot of feedback. So working on a brochure, working on, you know, maybe putting together a kind of like simple one page website yeah. to just 
gather interest, people can leave their emails and just, you know, if they want to get more information about how that is possible. Um, and yeah, just start from there. So I'll be going into the idea validation stage and yeah, it's something I'll definitely still just like your feedback and just, you know, just share some ideas with you and you can kind of help out, even if just point me the right, okay, guys, since you have your idea validation, yeah, this is the next step because I've never really built this stuff before. So yeah, man, that's, that's really the whole idea. And I appreciate no, you, your man. feedback. We're looking forward to seeing it, man. Definitely. So, um, yeah, this was a great episode, guys. Um, awesome, awesome. I didn't even know what else to say, but I feel like, you know, I, I was actually rethinking like, damn, do I want to record today? Um, uh, wasn't feeling like it, but I'm really glad we still recorded this. Um, everything. I don't know if there's anything you want to share. How can people reach out to you? How can people check out any of the startups that are existing? Um, yeah, just a, a parting message for people out there. That yeah, so um, I am on social media. Um, I consider <laughs> consider leaving social media, but I am still on social media. Um, so I'm pretty sure if you search my name on Instagram, Twitter, you'd find me. Um, I, my yeah. startup pages are on my profile. You should be able to see them. Um, if you have any ideas that you want to share with me, like reach out. Um, I, I do my best to always respond to meaningful, meaningful messages. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. Like if you want looking for a music producer, like feel free to hit me up as well. Um, but yeah, man, um, it's, <laughs> been, it's been great being on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's just definitely been a very yeah. Any part, any parting message for people watching out there, anything that you want to leave um, them with? I, I think like something I said earlier was like, Time, time is the enemy. Like that's that's, that's something I, I've told yeah. you. Like time is your biggest enemy. Um, everything that happens in your life, well, is as a result of how your time is used. Well, almost everything. There's some things that we just can't control. But the things that we can't control is as a result yeah. of how you use your time. How do you spend your days? How do you spend your months, yeah. your weeks? Um, and being intentional about almost every step you take, but at the same time, you know, just letting life be, you know, just living. I, I think, um, I think that's, that those are one of the things that, that genuinely keeps me happy is that I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to be as intentional as possible in how I use my time. And, and that's, that's been great for me so far. So I think like if, if there's anything you want to do, you wake up tomorrow and you feel like being um, starting something new. Like the information is out there nine times out of ten for a little to no cost. The information is out there on the internet somewhere. Yeah, you just have to find it and and take your first yeah. step and and time manage. And before you know it, like you'd be like, oh, well, this is how I started my journey, right? So. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing I'm always a huge advocate of. Like once my friends, people that I know, people that know me know that I'm not scared of doing anything. Like if I, if I feel strongly about trying something, I trust me, I'm going to do it. Like the worst thing that can happen is like, it doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, at least I can say that I tried and never like second guess myself sometime in the future, asking myself, what if I did this? What if I did that? Like, 
I'm crossing every check. Well, what's it called? Like I'm crossing out every single, every single passion from my checklist. Well, especially, especially while I'm young. So yes. um, I encourage everyone to do that. Like don't, don't, don't put yourself into like, you know, one specific, I mean, if that's what you love, like if that's your passion and do that for sure. But yeah, that's, I think that's the only thing I can yeah, say yeah. to people out there. Man, that, that's, that's even more than enough, man. Uh, that's definitely advice for me too. So I really appreciate you once again. Um, guys, the, everything about Spawn is going to be in the description below. Definitely keep in touch. Um, check out for your head app. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys play the game. Watch out for version two. And also for international students that might be watching this, he's going to be dropping something that I feel like will be extremely helpful to your transition here into the U.S. You know, those are things that you definitely want to know. Scholarships, the whole nine yards, trust me. You, you, you want to have somewhere to just go to to collect that information because sometimes getting the information can be so damn stressful. Um, and it's not something that's always just publicly advertised in every school that you might go into. So, yeah, I appreciate you, Sean, for coming out here, for spending one hour and some change with me um, to speak with people. Definitely, man. And anytime I'm, in, I mean, I'm out in Texas, I definitely want to visit them before the end of the year because it's yeah. about to start getting cold here. So I'm, I want to run to run. So um, anytime I'm out there, I'll definitely love, you know, catch up, you know, get some drinks. Something, sure, man. Just chill for out sure. there with you. Um, Anytime you're here, hit me up. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, bro. So I'll let you go, man. Thank you once again. And um, yeah, we've come to the end of another yeah, episode, man, bro. Take care, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yo, um, we've come to the end of another episode. I never really expected many of my episodes getting going over one hour ever again. But this one... I loved it. You know, I was cooking before. You know, I I swear I was going to try <laughs> try and miss this episode or come up with an excuse because I'm going into that state very well, like where I plan to do something and then later on I'm just like, oh, fuck this shit, I don't want to do it anymore. But um, I needed this one, you know. Um, you guys enjoy it too. Um, if you do, cool. If you don't, well, I enjoyed it myself and I really, really loved this episode. We spoke about a startup. We spoke about... Um, you know how he picks his team we talked about how time is the enemy um and yeah we spoke about a lot of really 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 dope things and um yeah thank you again sean thank you for coming on this episode for those i hope you guys find value in this like i did um i hope you guys learned one or two things um i hope you guys do go out there and get stuff done um sean has a full-time job and two startups and being a music producer and he somehow finds a way to balance it all i'm sure he has some personal challenges while doing any of those stuff but um he's been able to kind of do a good job of at least even if even if it's you know he, he is not managing it well he does present himself that way and i feel like that that alone is good enough you know but yeah make sure you guys like comment subscribe um all of that good stuff make sure you leave a comment ask me some questions 
I definitely would love to go back through the comments and just respond, connect with you guys. Make sure you follow the Femi Daniel Show on Instagram. Make sure you follow my personal page, Femi.Daniel underscore on Instagram. That's the best way to get in contact with me. If you would love to be on the podcast so you have something really cool to share, this show is really just for me just documenting my learning experience and just talking with a bunch of cool people. So it's not really geared towards anything. And it's, it's just it's just a journal. Let's count it as a journal entry for me. Speaking with really great people that I feel like do some cool stuff. Um, maybe as time goes on, this will be more niched. Um, but this is just for everybody that may be in a similar position like me trying to build something. And yeah. Um, but yeah, everything is going to be in the description. Like, share, subscribe. I don't know, man. I need to go cook and go and eat. And my battery is about to die again. So peace out. Uh, catch you guys on the next one.